Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Yes, it is. Bounty hunting. It could be more or less of a complicated profession than podcasting. Because I got to tell you. This episode coming at you once again, um, because this is the second time this episode has has been a thing, right, Rob? Yes, it is. This is our second time of this episode, but only the first time that you're hearing it. That's right. We are Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk. We are we a, sure ba- are. a Mandalorian podcast. Yes. Uh, you might know us as Bantha Milk Podcast, and uh, one of these days when we are rich and famous and we are on top of the podcasting world... We're gonna release this as one of our lost stolen tapes because, uh, yeah, we had we had some audio issues on our on our first recording here, and uh, as Rob so elegantly put it, uh, you know, for a podcast, audio is kind of important, right? Audio is a little important if you're gonna do a podcast, I think. Yeah. So, it was very visually stimulating. The old it one. was, it was. We were in the studio. We were we were back in Bantha Milk headquarters with a with a you know a producer and effects and yeah. You know, but it wasn't meant to be. And Gosh. unfortunately, one person can't handle audio, video <laughs> effects. Uh, you know that running. we need to talk to uh, ears up about getting a. We need a team. We, we need, need a team. We need a whole team for <laughs> Bantam. Listen, uh, we see the stuff they do for the Mandalorian uh, and all the special effects, and and you know it takes an army. It really does. It and sure does. We don't have an army yet, so. Nope. We're calling out to you, ears up, and also to Bantha Milk Nation. Uh, we need an army. We need that a Bantha Milk correct. army. <laughs> Bantha Milk uh, army the comes first strong. Of our Bantha Milk army is my buddy Mickey. I want to shout out to him. Uh, we sent uh, my buddy Mickey Engeser. He's an excellent uh, musician. He's an excellent producer, uh, and we sent him the audio to our our uh, future, uh, uh, you know, premium Lost subscriber episode fodder. show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and he, he did a great job actually restoring it. Uh, but there were, you know, at the end of the day, we just decided it'd be best to give you the, the consumer, the mm-hmm. best possible product there was. So That's you could right. Hear our delightful and dulcet tones. That too. So, so here are. we are. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Back for yet another episode, and we've got a couple things planned for you. We have a lot of interesting stuff on the agenda today. Yes. Um, if, if, if you're a fan of uh, Star Wars, you're going to be in, enjoying this one. Uh, if you're a fan of video games, you're going to be a fan of this one, and especially if you're a fan of both, right? Well, correct. Uh, because both Rob and I have found separate video games that are that are pretty interesting and exciting and have new stuff going on with them. Um, and we're going to talk about that. Rob's got some news, um, but make sure, first of all, you check us out on all of our, all of our social medias. We've got lots of social medias, right, Rob? We have lots of social medias. We have the Twitter at Bantha Milk. We have, that's it. Just plain old Bantha Milk. Speaking of which, I've got mine right here. Once again, I'm just going for a glass of whiskey. I found this in the refrigerator. What do you got? Smith and Forge Hard Cider. Okay. I figured, you know, it's apple cider season, so why not? Might as well yeah, happy, try this. happy autumn to you all. The, yes. the air is getting crisp outside. And, um, and you know what's funny? Every time we do this podcast, the countdown gets closer and closer to the release of season two of The Mandalorian. That's We're right. Now, Last time the, the, the countdown when we first recorded this episode was like 20. Four days or something. Yeah. Now days? we're down to 18 days. 18 days. Yeah. 18 today's the 12th. Days. 18 days until season two comes out, which means and you can you can see all stuff about it on our other social medias, including our Instagram, Instagram, Bantha, Bantha Milk, Milk Podcast, Podcast right? right on our Facebook, Bantha, Bantha Milk, Milk Podcast. Podcast. 
Uh, check our YouTube channel out. It's Bantha Milk Podcast, right? Our YouTube uh, channel. Well, we don't have enough subscribers, so smash that button wow. down there. Like, subscribe, yeah. all that stuff. So, But if you type in Bantha Milk Podcast, you will find us. We'll, we, we show up right at the top when you type in Bantha Milk Podcast. How expensive is it to buy subscribers? Is that a thing? I, it's a thing. I don't yeah, know. I, don't I didn't look that. into it too much. I want to... I'm talking. Legit. I'm talking to you. I want you right there. All you need to do, right down there, is like, subscribe, and all those other buttons down and there. And tell, tell your I friends. I know. I know. Star Wars fans. You know, we we tend to gravitate towards other Star Wars fans. And if I know one th- other thing about Star Wars fans is that they want to hear two people talk about it so that they can tell their friends how wrong they were. Right? Exactly, because so, everybody's wrong. <laughs> so let's let's get more people listening to Bantha Milk. Right. Um, That's right. Let, so what what else we oh ears up we got to talk ears, about ears up. up yes ears up with the Z hyphen podcast they're our parent organization they hook us up with stuff we hook them up with advertising so check them out on their podcast ears up in depth their second podcast uh, their uh, Etsy page is at Cove Ears right. check that out for the Disney ears Disney ears and T shirts all kinds of really cool T shirts. Which, Hopefully, by the way, I think we mentioned we need to get we need to get some Bantha Milk T-shirts on there. Bantha Milk T-shirts, hopefully coming soon. I don't we'll see I don't happens. know what happens there. And last <laughs> but not least, there I I got I'm a little flummoxed. I got a little. That's it. You got to have some of your Bantha Milk. That's that's what we're Bantha here for. Milk. Too much banter, <laughs> not enough Bantha Milk. <laughs> that is right. I had a little something in my throat. It was a little <laughs> little little bit of COVID in my throat or something. Oh like no! That. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. that's why we're doing this as socially distanced as we can sure be. are. Uh, and then finally, also Patreon. Check out Patreon. Ears up at Patreon. And for as little as even two bucks a month, if you can afford it, or as much as you want, uh, they helped us out. It helps them out. It's I hear Jeff Bezos listens to our podcast. Yeah, he can donate yeah, yeah. two dollars a month. Jeff, if you could, if you can give us maybe four or five on Patreon, I mean that'd be solid. I mean it's it's we'll like solid less than you pay your workers per hour. I know, but you know. <laughs> Maybe it's more. I don't know. It might anyway. Be, yes. <laughs> Who knows? So, so yep. So uh, that's all. There's. Oh, wait. We got to talk about the other two shows also. Oh, yeah. The, that's uh, right. Taco Supreme. Taco, or Supre- oh, Taco man, Supreme I'm Resort. Hungry. Yeah. Actually, With the, the Supreme Resort, not Taco sure. Supreme Resort. I was a little confused. The Supreme Resort. They compare two different rides at the two Disney parks and tell you which one's the best. You know, and when are they going to start doing the Disney Japan and the Disney uh, Paris? I think once the guys uh, go more often to Paris and Japan. Oh, that's then, fair. Then they'll have something to, <laughs> to reference. So Patreon, that's why we need Jeff Bezos to get uh-huh. on Patreon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then finally, they have another one called scraping the vault where they watch all really old uh, movies, Disney movies, and then they make fun of it. We've so got we've got the holiday season coming up. We have got to get that crossover episode going. Oh yes, I was watching. To. Who was it? Who was it from? Uh, oh gosh, the <laughs> the woman who sings the song in in the holiday special. She's uh, one of the Golden Girls. Uh, oh, that's gonna drive me crazy. Betty anyway, White. I, no, Betty White wasn't in it. It was a uh, Blanche. Was it Blanche? Blanche was in it. Was who played really? Blanche? Uh, come on now. You're asking really difficult questions. I mean, you were, you were a child of the eighties. You were alive and well and thriving, right? That was B. When Arthur. You were... Yes. B. So Arthur. Yes. B. B. Arthur. Arthur was in, uh, the star Wars Christmas holiday special. Right. And it, it was fantastically horrifying. And I think we have to do a crossover special with them on that. I think we should. The As star the holiday Wars holiday special. You know, what's embarrassing for B. Arthur when you go to IMDB, excuse me. In the known for 
part. Yeah. It's the Golden Girls, Maud, Mame, and then the Star Wars Holiday Special. You know what? Good for her. <laughs> oh boy. Poor thing. All right. <laughs> news. Star Wars news. news. And we don't we don't have our do we have our fun sound effects? We got I think new sound so. effects. Wait, okay. Listen, hold on. Ready? <laughs> There it was. Shout out to shout Star out to Mr. Wars Bacon out there. Our, our friend, good. our friend Brian out there. He's a great guy. He's a great musician, and he hooked us up with some excellent uh, transition music that we are going to probably maybe get better at timing. Maybe we'll see. But Rob has we got some Star Wars news for us. I do have some Star Wars news. For just us. a little, Not a lot, just a little bit. Yeah, so, again, we're still in the drips and drabs uh, era of yeah. of the Star Wars holiday er- special here. Era. <laughs> Era. era that's a era anyway uh star wars october is star wars reads month so there's this pamphlet here that i printed out they have an activity pack a whole bunch of free stuff free books you can download if you check out their website but go to starwars.com and then search for star wars reads or even just like google star wars reads it'll take you right to the link in starwars.com they're having specials all month long I downloaded uh, a whole book, uh, a uh, high school level junior reader book type thing, a Star Wars book. I doubt for free. Which one I was pr- that? Uh, now, once again, asking difficult questions. Oh. The, <laughs> it, it ran out on October 9th. You had to download it before October 9th. So at this point, it doesn't really matter because we're filming this on the 12th and people can't get it for free now. But it was a new free uh, e-reader. So maybe if I start reading books, I'll read it. Uh, this activity pack, which is like 30 pages long. And it's got our our boy Udall's uh, beautiful face on it, right? Look at that It guy. sure is. Udall's reading. Baby he, Udall is reading. I mean, he's 50 years old. If he couldn't read by now, that would be a real failure of the, like, I don't know what public school system he might have been a product of. So. <laughs> the Dagobond public That's school right. system. <laughs> I mean, I can't that, imagine. Have you, seen, have you seen the neighborhood? It looks pretty shady. <laughs> I think that... That's got to be a T-shirt. Dagobon Public School System with Baby Yoda's Proud, head proud in the product of, yeah. All right, that's got to oh, be your next one. we got to figure out a, how to screen we're print gonna, that. We're going to screen print that. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, um, boy. And then the other uh, news article that I had I just saw today on Apple Music, There's they have all these new – I don't know if they're new, but they were just promoting all these Star Wars playlists. So you can download Star Wars playlists if you're – you know, one of those monthly subscribers to Apple Music. You can listen to all these awesome Star Wars songs all put together for you in a nice big playlist. Sure, so, and almost all of them, I'm sure, composed by the masterful John Williams. Um, yes. Who, if you don't know who John Williams is, it's it's kind of strange that you're listening to this podcast because probably most of the people who listen to this podcast have heard of the guy. Probably. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic uh, composer. And, you know, I, I've come up in... Uh, in I'm a musician, so I've come up in, the, in like, the classical music world. Um, and there's a lot of snobbery sometimes around John Williams with composers and musicians. And I'm here to tell you enough, enough. John Williams is the man. And if you need need any further proof, just go to YouTube and type in John Williams is the man. There's a fantastic, um, medley this, this dude put together of just him singing different John Williams songs about. Star Wars and India. It's very interesting. Anyway, go to YouTube, check it out. We should link it in the in the comments, right? That's what people do on YouTube. That's right? what they do. Yes, I'll they write do that. that these I'll days. write a note to myself to, to write a link in the comments to check out I that like video. It. It's like a decade old, so okay, maybe, maybe it'll get a bump now. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, and then like, subscribe, and and comment down below on our show as well. 
Yeah, tell us down below if you checked out that video. That's down right. Here. Down here, if, right down and there. And if you're uh, listening to us on Spotify, then you have no idea what we're talking about. But, you know, come check we're us just, out on YouTube. We're just pointing down. So while just you're driving in the car, just think of us pointing down at the ground. Yeah, that's all. Anyway. Anyway. Star Wars news. Is all music. over. Check that's it, it out, right? We had that's all this right. music. We had all these books. You know, we got visual stimulation. We got auditory stimulation. And we can stimulate your mind. All with Star Wars. All right. Now, for why you tuned in. Or why one of the three reasons in? that what, you tuned what? in. I thought they tuned in because they wanted to see you, Rob. They just they did. really like you, and you've got a kind smile. I have a kind smile. You which do. you can't see half the day because I'm wearing a mask over top of it, so it and makes I, it really and hard And I to will see. mention uh, with that kind smile that uh, when we're in the studio, we have a nice video screen that we can kind of see stuff. So I don't normally get to see when we're like this, the, the intro video that you might get to see on YouTube. But when you do, you get to see... Rob's excellent <laughs> COVID beard that I really miss. The many beards of Rob. Yeah, Rob, you you get some really thick foliage on that face, man. I and do. I, I think you, I think you got to bring it back. And you said you do usually for November, right? For for November, I sure do. So and it works out perfect because the first episode of The Mandalorian comes out on October thirtieth. So that'll be the last day that I'll shave. Oh, and man. Then, We're going to get to see the many shades of Rob's facial hair so for throughout the, the first season. So for the four weeks after that, you'll just see it growing yeah. out. So Meanwhile, there we go. it took me like four years to grow this, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We, we do have some, some stuff for you. Now, uh, if, if there's one thing Star Wars has, it is merchandising. Merchandising, it sure does. Right? Lots um, and lots of it. Because that's the big moneymaker, right? Uh, and you can't have Star Wars merch without some of the coolest Star Wars merch out there, and that is the, the vehicles, right? Correct. We can all pretty much agree that the Star Wars vehicles are some of the best. So we have our top 10 Star Wars vehicles that we wanted to share with you all. Um, it was a highly scientific method that we did by this. <laughs> um, and you know what's funny? You want to hear the, the funniest thing about this? Sure. Is that we, we filmed this uh, a couple days ago. We messed up. This the audio was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just now realizing this. I'm sorry. It's funny. Um, and so we we scheduled a time to reshoot this, even though there is you're currently going to see this. There's <laughs> there's mistakes in here. Like there's errors. <laughs> we forgot to put some stuff in, and I still did not no, put I the think, stuff in. <laughs> oh no, no, that's funny. Because on oh uh, well. We had a whole week to fix it, and it's still, know, it's still wrong. That's great, but that's okay because we're that's here to explain right. it to you anyway. And some of you can't even see our slideshow, um, but we are going to list for you our top ten vehicles in Star Wars, uh, starting with number ten. Uh, and it's interesting to see how they correlate to one another. Yes, I think so. Here we go with number ten. Number what, ten. What do you tell me about your number ten, Rob? My number ten is the shiniest, sleekest ship in all of the fleet, the Naboo Royal Starship. Yeah, I, I ranked it ten just because of how awesome it looks. It looks like a like a Blackbird, like a stealth, the original stealth fighter Blackbird, or not even yeah, fighter. The B two bomber. The B two bomber. Yeah, so it's super cool looking, super shiny. I just don't want to be the one that has to polish it after every flight because no, I feel like there's got to be a lot of space dust to get it all over it. And, yeah, and mess with that. Unless they have some sort of alloy in, in a galaxy far, far away that. I mean, I'd imagine they have they have shields. They could probably deal with that. That would repel dust and dirt and everything. Yeah. yeah. Have know, you ever been? A- have you ever been to Chicago? 
Oh, sure. The bean? The, the bean. It looks oh, like yeah. the bean. If you took the bean and turned it into a spaceship, that's what it would be. But but it's great because you see the bean from far away, and you're like, oh, wow, look at that. It's shiny. But you get up close, and all you see are people's fingerprints, fingerprints. and smudges and stuff. <laughs> uh, and everyone wants to touch the bean. Because I used to live in Illinois. I lived in Illinois for two years. Um, and so I, I would always, whenever anyone would visit, we'd go see the bean. Uh, and, you know, the first time, second time, I did the touristy touch the bean thing. But every time after that, I realized... Man, thousands is, of people touch the bean daily yeah. and after covid man i don't know if anyone's yeah. ever going to touch the bean again i don't think so you know but uh yeah the co the the co i was about to call it the covid bomber the covid um, the covid bomber the covid bomber uh <laughs> that's what we're going to call the the nabu uh starfighter from now on but it is it's a it's really cool looking i think it's like you know george lucas got a hold of cgi all of a sudden he's like all right i'm gonna make the sleekest shiniest prettiest ship yeah, uh, he figured he, out that he could make reflective angles and stuff in exactly. the computer, and he was like, check this out. And it's it's like what in the 1960s or 70s, I guess 70s, when he was making this, it's kind of like what you would expect an alien spaceship to look like. And, yes. you know, really smooth and it like almost like a, a Flintstone or Jets, not Flintstones, Jetson <laughs> Flintstones. Sort, of a, sort of a thing. Yeah. Uh, the other one, right? Yes. Uh, the other was that Hanna Barbera. The, the other Hanna Barbera. Right. <laughs> that was exactly the same, just instead of in the past, in the future. Although you know, there's like that uh, theory that uh, Flintstones is actually in the future, but it's a post-apocalyptic future. <laughs> That's a great theory. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but my number ten was uh, not only just a, a great starship class in general, but a specific one. It was the Radis. Uh, the Radis, which is an MC-85 star cruiser, uh, which was like the Rebellion and the New Republic's version or re- answer to the Star Destroyer, right? Uh, yes. Their, their fleet, you know, big fleet cruisers. Um, and the Radis in particular, I think, is cool, number one, because it was named after a really awesome dude, uh, General Radis, who, for those of you who pay attention to these ridiculous names, because there's a lot of names in all these Star Wars uh, There are a lot of movies. names, and a lot of ridiculous names, too. Yeah, but Radis is one of the tamer ones, you know. Mm-hmm. So long, so far as Star Wars names goes. Yes. Um, but Radis was the general who pretty much helped uh, win the day at the Battle of Scarif uh, and helped the Death Star plans. He's Mon Calamari, um, uh, helped the Death Star plans to get beamed up uh, during Rogue One. And so this ship was named after him. And then like 30 or 40 some odd years later, uh, this ship was, you know, driven straight through a giant <laughs> star cruiser at warp speed. Uh, to help uh, the rebellion continue to live, so yes. I think it's a, it's just a pretty cool looking ship with a pretty cool story. I like not, it. Not quite the the style and the flash of the Empire, and as, as far as their design goes, but you right, know, it gets the but job. But still, done. it got the job done. That's right. That's right. Number nine. Number nine. Here we are, both on Naboo or not Naboo. Whoa, that's Tatooine for number Tatooine, nine. Tatooine. Yes. Go for uh, it, Rob. I went with Anakin's pod racer because since we we're doing all vehicles. I wanted to make sure I got a little smithering of all types of vehicles. A smithering. A smithering. And yeah. then since uh, – I don't think that's the right word. That's but okay. anyway, I like it. It's the right it's word good, for me. It is. <laughs> and uh, since it, this is also uh, Nick's favorite generation of Anakin Skywalker. Jake Lloyd I, is my hero. I did this mostly for you because I knew how much you loved Jake Lloyd. and you Thanks, And you loved, you loved the phenomenal acting of this young – this young Padawan of a uh, Jedi Knight. But the little fella, he built this whole uh, pod racer all by himself. So I thought that was pretty cool. And it was a pretty uh, pretty impressive pod racer at that. He was able to fight off every other pod racer and win the big race. With a pretty darn significant uh, disadvantage, considering everyone got like a 45-second head start on him. Yeah. 
I love I love when the when the good guy you know falls in the beginning of the race or in this case the engine just kills out on him and he and he can't get started and everybody passes him and then somehow they manage to catch up. Yeah. So it's like somehow he manages to catch up and yet at the end it's neck and neck. <laughs> it's like you would think if he's going that fast you would just go right by him. <laughs> nope. He was able to to catch Sebulba, up a whole man. lap. Yeah. But then once he caught off that lap, then he had then he had to slow it's, down again. But you know what, Rob? The force. It was the force. The force yeah. helped him along the way. It's true. He's a Yours is a is a very much larger ship than mine. Yeah, it's a little bigger, probably a little slower. Um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> definitely a couple more cup holders in this in this mm-hmm. vehicle. Um, yeah, I chose Jabba's sail barge because if there's one thing that I absolutely know in my life that I enjoy is luxury. Yes. Uh, I don't see much of it, but when I do, I enjoy it. I enjoy the finer things like a glass of whiskey uh, or bantha milk. Um, and, you know, uh, me and my family have gone on vacation to, to like maybe once or twice in my life to like these all inclusive resorts where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just want to sit here on the beach and eat hot dogs all day. That's all right. I've ever wanted. <laughs> and that's that's what this says. Uh, and that's what you can is. do on Jabba's sail barge is just <laughs> is just go there and and. Hang out on on the, the the deck. I guess you know it looks like there's a deck. I mean, I know yeah. it's kind of militarized looking, but it seems like if if you were kind of a little more chill than Jabba were, you could have a good time on this thing. And you know, you got droids serving drinks, uh, and you get to throw people into a giant space monster. You know what I just realized? This is what's that? This is the Star Wars version of a pontoon boat. Absolutely, it is for sure. <laughs> It's just a big old deck. You An just easy chill out. ride. Easy ride. It's not going to be fast. It's going to get you to the spot. You're going to get gonna where you want to go, and you're going to enjoy it. You're going to you enjoy know. it. You're going to have a nice party Crack while you're there. Crack a cold one. That's right. Throw people enjoy. into the pit of canker in, you know? That's right. Just sit back and relax. So I agree. This is a great ship. Good choice. Yeah. All right. Number nine. Going on to number eight. What do you got? up? Uh, Wait. Number uh, eight. There's something wrong here. Um, number eight is I have the Eagle Five, which... I thought was a Star Wars ship, and then realized that I was confused. It's actually a Spaceballs ship. Yeah, Spaceballs so, is probably aside from the Star Wars, and even maybe with the Star Wars movie. I'm, I think I might have even seen Spaceballs more often when I was a kid. I like my wife and I were talking yesterday. She watched a lot of you know. She watched Labyrinth when she was a kid, and she watched Princess Bride. I watched Robin Hood Men in Tights and Spaceballs. Spaceballs, um, yes. And Spaceballs was just, and I think I liked Spaceballs before I liked Star Wars actually. And Spaceballs was on last night. Was it was, really? Yeah, I was oh. actually watching Spaceballs last night on Epics, like Classics or something. Okay. But yeah, you had Eagle Five, and I had Spaceball One, particularly Spaceball Spaceball One One in Mega Maid mode, (laughs) yes, um, which had the impressive ability to suck all of the air off of Planet Druidia within a matter of seconds. Right. Well, you know, when you can, uh, when the password to open the air vent is is the hardest password ever. One, two, three, four. Was it? Was there a five in there? There sure was. Yes, which is amazing. It's the same combination I have on my luggage. It sure is. So remind me to change the combination (laughs) on my luggage. That's right. (laughs) King King Roland wasn't exactly known for his uh, his (laughs) attention to detail, Uh, but I'm sure they're going to be password protecting their Wi-Fi a little more carefully. I think uh, so. But the good thing is, at the very end of the movie, they she goes from uh, suck to blow. That's right. So yes. So it's. (laughs) Very important. I, that you know she what? Does I that. watched it again last night. I might just, when we're done here, I might just turn it on again. I'm going to. I got I got into Minecraft uh, this past week. I just want to put on this screen some space balls, this screen yep. some Minecraft, and just fall asleep here. Yeah, I agree 100%. I'm going to do that as well. 
Uh, oh, but yeah, okay. if you're going to travel in space, the the only way to go is in a Winnebago. So that's why I picked the Eagle Five. I think uh, what a do you, great. Do you think it comes with its own mog? It does. It sure does. And he's, one of the greatest friend. greatest uh, comedic actors of all time, John Dude, Candy. Uh, taken too taken too early. I get so sad every time. I just think, mm-hmm. man, like Uncle Buck. Yeah. Cool Runnings. Uh, uh, planes, planes, trains, trains and automobiles. Ah. So You're good, going man. the wrong way. How do they know where we're going? <laughs> One of the greatest lines ever. And probably yes. my favorite. He's probably my favorite cameo in, a, or I guess you could call it a cameo in a Home Alone two. Uh, oh yeah. Aside from obviously Donald Trump, you know, yes. great, great cameo as well. Uh, moving on to number seven. Moving on to seven. I yeah. went with what I thought when I was a kid. You, uh, every time you hopped on your bicycle, you pretended you were driving and riding on a speeder bike oh yeah after Absolutely. seeing princess leia and luke take out their speeders uh through the redwood forest and uh just how cool they were we were like oh my gosh they're so cool so yep yeah totally love the speeder bikes and that i feel like because that was like the the latest episode of the original trilogy it was again like the one where george had the best sort of technology on hand so he was kind of yeah. getting getting the hang of it more and so like i'm i mean you you kind of look at how they filmed that redwood scene too and they talk about how like they film it at i think it was something like one frame per second or something i don't know they they filmed it up a ridiculous amount so you're you're actually traveling through those redwood forests at something like 250 miles an hour or something yeah um and it, man it was the just the coolest scene as a kid and when you see like luke chop off the the front end of that guy's the front and then i think it's so yeah, cool. It was, it was it was pretty excellent. So yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, of course, we get that excellent new uh, addition to the uh, the speeder bike cannon from Mandalorian season one with our jerk guys who <laughs> the least ba- favorite. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh. The the fan least favorites. Uh, <laughs> the, we loved them. We did love them up until. We- up until they started punching Baby Yoda, you do not hurt Baby Yoda. There are certain lines you don't cross. Nope, and that's one of that's them. That's one so. of them, right? Um, so yeah, all right. Speeder bike, great, Speeder great bikes. choice. Yours stays low to the ground, right? Mine's mine's a little higher there, right? I'm, I want the tie interceptor in particular, right? The tie interceptor, um, which uh, we will talk a little bit more about when we talk about uh, the uh, the new Star Wars Squadrons game in in a minute here. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, I, I don't know if anyone, when they were a kid who was a Star Wars fan, didn't just imagine just that the sound of the TIE fighter and just zoom it around. Yep. Zooming around. Um, and the first time, uh, we see in episode seven when Poe and, uh, Poe Dameron and Finn, uh, when they hop in the tie and, and he's like, Whoa, this thing can really move. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. That's like how I always imagined hopping right. in, that, in one of those ties and it feeling right. And so. I mean, ties are just so killer. They're, you know, they're maybe not as as versatile as an X-wing. You know, they don't have the the shields. They don't have the the hyperdrive. Uh, they just had the sheer number one. The, the Empire always wins out when it comes to style. It just looks cool. Yes. Um, and it's got the sheer killer like speed and and intimidation factor. Uh, and obviously, I chose the interceptor because the wings are just kind of cooler than the regular tie. Yeah, they are definitely. I mean, they get a little pointier and and open in the sides and stuff, and just uh, just a little bit more menacing than than the uh, typical Tie Fighter. So good Absolutely. choice. Yes, I love Tie it. Interceptor number seven. Moving on, number six. 
number six, since we are a Mandalorian podcast. That's true. I figured we had to have a Mandalorian ship in here somewhere. So if you look in the bottom right-hand corner of the picture there, you see the taxi that drives the people out in episode one. That was my Mandalorian. V- oh, no, that's not the one. Oh, I that wasn't the, the one? No, that wasn't the you one. You know, I'm I was sorry. wondering. I was going to say, you know, you could have picked a, a shot that had it a little better in focus. But, yeah, you know, this I makes should've. a little more sense now. It makes a little bit more sense that I actually chose the Razor Crest instead. So, or a uh, Razor Crest. A I guess, Razor Crest. I guess the Razor Crest is what yes, we're calling it. Is what we're calling it, yeah. So, cool thing about a Razor Crest, if you uh, know anything about military uh, planes and stuff like that, the... The A1, uh, I think A1, whatever, the Warthog uh, jet that uh, the Army had in, I guess, the 70s, 80s, even into the 90s. It, was a, it wasn't as fast as like a F-16 or F-22 or whatever, but it was basically designed to destroy tanks. And it had two giant jets, uh, jet engines on either side of it, and that's what this... Uh, spaceship was based off of was the the warthog plane so check out the warthog you'll see the giant uh, jets in the back of it that propel it and that's why the razor crest looks the way it does and i mean the razor crest is just kind of a cool ship i mean especially uh mando kyle dinjarin right yeah whatever With all of his call. many names yeah uh, he's he's got a whole chamber in there to store his many carbonite fr- carbon mm-hmm. frozen victims you know he's got a back tube in case he he's got to use the back tube, tube right um, he's got he's got a little bed in there so he can take a little nap. Yeah, and he's got a really cool little shifter that Baby Yoda likes to play the. Baby with the Yoda loves knob, to play right? with the little little silver knob there. Yeah, yeah so. so the Razor Crest, I dig it. I do. Uh, I I went with a slightly larger ship, uh, which just again, a little bit larger. I don't know if you can technically call this one a ship, but I'm bending the rules because I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> and it is Star Killer Base, and I like Star Killer Base for a myriad of reasons. Uh, the first one being that it's it's a planet that they turned into a super weapon, which is I think kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people kind of complained about uh, episode seven, that it was a rehash of episode four and it was unoriginal and honest to goodness, uh, you know, uh, you know, sometimes Star Wars fans can be saltier than Crate. Yep. Um, but I, I liked it. I thought it was it was just a perfect amount of homage to new. Um, and Starkiller Base just has a lot of cool things in it. Number one, the prevailing theory is that this is Ilum, uh, the former planet where if you watch Clone Wars, you get a little bit of it. If you played Jedi Fallen Order, you get a little bit of it. This is where Jedi used to go to farm their kyber crystals for their lightsabers. Um, and it's where the Empire farmed kyber crystals for the Death Star. Um, and we haven't really seen a whole lot of detail yet, but it's probably where the new or the First Order took over operations uh, and created this, this super weapon out of. So... Uh, that's number one, and number two, the name Star Killer is just kind of in, in you know steeped in Star Wars lore. Uh, Luke's original working name was Luke Star Killer, uh, and after that was changed, <clears throat> excuse me, they they uh, used that later on in the Force Unleashed games as their their main character's name was Star Killer, um, and those were actually really interesting and in, uh, killer uh, games that unfortunately the story has been made moot because. Uh, he used to be like a main character in the me founding of the rebellion, but he's gone. And so now we have Starkiller Base. So it's just a cool base with a cool name and a cool origin. And I like it. And you quite possibly could see something of this in season two of The Mandalorian. Uh, there's in the trailer they show, you know, him flying around a frosty planet. Sure. Which everybody thinks is Ilum. So. We'll see if all the rumors and speculations are true as season two comes out. There's a whole lot of 
implication of Jedi something coming in season two uh, mm-hmm. in the trailer. You know, they, they're ta- they they specifically uh, uh, took the the line that you know the armorer. Uh, speaks about a, a, a race of uh, you know, sorcerers, sorcerers. Um, and and so seeing what looks to be Ilum, I mean, I I think it's too uh, vague to be a red herring. I don't know if that they're trying to throw us off the scent because I don't know that enough people would would be fooled by that. Um, but I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we get some some cool Jedi lore in the new and you know with the rumors that we're going to see uh, Jedi that we already know. There's a, yeah. there's a there's a possibility. Good possibility. That's right. All Moving right. on to number five. Number to five. Top five. Here we go in our top five. I did the Star Destroyer at number five. Uh, just the most iconic Star Wars ship. I think uh, you think bad guys. You think this, and then like Death Star. Sure. You know, like they're the they're the two that you always think of. So. Absolutely, I, uh, and and you know it is the after all the second second ship we see in Star Wars, yeah, right, uh, and it is the first Imperial ship we see. So, uh, and it has great music playing underneath. It's you know it's 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 an emotional roller coaster to Star Wars fans. You know it's like that we have significant ties to that ship, um, and and of course I uh, went with that and and just extrapolated a bit. Right, and I went with uh, the Executor, which is uh, Darth Vader's personal flagship and a super Star Destroyer, um, which is a lot like a Star Destroyer, I think, but super. Super, but much right? bigger, yes. Right? Yeah, it's 11 miles long. That's a long... 11 miles long. That's a long ship. If you're if you're from Jersey, you know Long Beach Island is 18 miles long. Uh, so, you know, just stop around Harvey Cedars, and that's how long that's how long that ship is. That's a, that's a pretty that's long a, ship. a big ship. Now, imagine how much material you need to make a ship that size. Uh, I mean, it, that's a lot of metal. Where are they getting all this? Yeah, where do they get it from? That's a good question. I I bet they they got it through some scrupulous means. Probably. They're and not I mean, the nicest guys. You think about it. This is eleven miles long. The Death Star is huge. They blow that up. They build a second Death Star, even bigger. They have some definite uh means of getting some materials quickly. Yeah. Now in uh, in uh. The Knights of the Old Republic, right? This this video game that I keep touting on this uh, on this podcast. Uh, there's actually a thing, and uh, like an ancient relic, like a like a space station, almost called the Starforge. Um, okay. And the Starforge is actually basically a giant engine that churns out bad guy stuff, churns out okay. ships, turns out churns out space sh- stations, turns out fighters, right? So. Uh, maybe they had a star forge. Maybe they, they, they found a way to churn stuff out like this. Um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of doubt it. They, they kind of just, you know, but yeah, who um, knows what I, and I love, you know, this is 11 mile ship. This is an 11 mile <laughs> long ship. We get a shot in the last, uh, of the original trilogy of it. Just taking a nosedive into this, into this giant death star, which I guess is yep. much, much bigger than that. Um, so it's just a cool, you know, the death star or the, the star destroyers in general are just aces are just, in our books. Yep. hundred percent. Oh yeah, number five, number four, number four, boom. boom. In my opinion, one of the most awkward uh, vehicles in the Star Wars, the snow, tur- uh, the snow universe. camel, the snow camel, yeah. like uh, the uh, eight. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'll call it what George Lucas calls it, the at at. Yeah. Even though you don't call the other one the at. You so should though, because because you it should. Cool. But yeah, the ATAT, the ADAT, is my number four. 
I mean, the thing is just hey, a beast. If you're, if you're one of those at-at people and you're angry at us for making fun of you right now, tell us down below. Like, yeah, comment, comment, subscribe. Down below. <laughs> <laughs> Smash that subscribe button down below. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, but yeah, so the so the ATAT the at at um, you know it's a, it's the typical uh, lion and mouse syndrome. This thing is the lion, and nobody thought like they they saw him coming. They they were running, hiding, and then all they do they have these little itty bitty ships with some string behind them, and they just tangle their legs together and they all fall down, and then they're useless. So, but as a kid. You definitely wanted one of these from Mattel. I mean, these things were enormous. Oh they, yeah, the ones that opened up and you. They see open up. Inside. Yeah, you could put your people in there and all kinds of stuff. See, like we that. have yeah. we have the Lego set for this. I got it for Pagan for uh, for Christmas probably one year, and uh, we had to we we used to have it out and displayed because apparently we're adults. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. But we had to put it away because our cats were knocking it over and breaking it. Yeah, and it's too big and expensive to lose all the pieces to so yeah and have yeah. and have to have like you know emergency surgery to get it out of a cat's stomach to get it out of a cat's belly yeah, yeah. they don't like eating the ATATs, the adults no all right you uh, yeah but I, I i went with something that I, i'm imagining just based upon you know the way star wars fans think you i'm probably going to be seeing on your list in a couple minutes here right probably because yep the x-wing is just iconic um and again when it comes to top 10 lists for star wars uh people like top top 10 lists because it lets people kind of talk about the different fun things that we like about it but when you get into the top five and the top four it's really hard to differentiate i like it's yeah. i could have i could have really interchanged a lot of these top four because because yep. it's star wars they're, they're all awesome but the x-wing it does have just a cool factor it's got that old school uh you know fighter jet uh desert storm feel to it almost um you got the s foils that you know they they stay like this and then you get that awesome like time you know all those fighters are just waiting to pop to pop those bad boys open it's like come on say it yeah, once it. they open up, then then you know, game on. Let's yep. go. That's it. It's go That's time. That's it. It's go time. Uh, and that that scene, uh, the the first scene that I think made me like really excited in the trailer for uh, the Force Awakens uh, was when we saw Poe's uh, X wing going over the water, like we yep. see in the picture here, and um, just so, skimming the water and the uh, rooster tails flying up behind him. Oh yeah, so very cool. Uh, X wings, iconic Star Wars stuff. I mean. It's got to be on anyone's top 10 list, I think. Yep. Number three. Hey, look, it it does it's look fixed. like it. Fi- I don't understand. You know what? I think we got to fire Mike. I think so. I think Maybe I, he, he must have moved things I around. I think Mike somehow. has been sabotaging us. He's <laughs> <laughs> he messed up our sound. <laughs> he messed up screen three. So, right. But anyway. we're back. So everything number three. works great. Number three. I have the X-Wing at number three. But you now, went with a more iconic shot. You have the, the Battle of Yavin shot. Which yes, is, you know, I have. Yeah, I have the original perfect. X-Wing. With You've got the, R2 and Luke, Red 5. With the four jets there, Red 5. Yeah, the total uh, original X-Wing. You went OG. with the, the uh, new X-Wing. Yeah. Um, but I like the X-Wings as a whole because they have stood the test of time. Yeah, you sure. Know, they, you see them. Every, I mean, when do we first see? I guess... Uh, is Rogue One when we first see an X-Wing? Yeah, I guess we don't see any in the first three. I guess we do see some some fighters that have like little cross guards that go up and down. So I guess those are supposed to be the precursors the to the precursors to the X-Wing. But, then, uh, yeah, but we have and, a couple people out there who know a lot more about Star Wars than I do. So if someone can tell us kind of when the X-Wing kind of came into into being, that'd be great. Because we do see like a ragtag group of people kind of using them 
in in the original trilogy, but in the new trilogy and in like the Mandalorian, it looks like the New Republic has decided to use them as their regular fighters, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So they, I guess they do stand the test of time. They must be pretty good. Yep. And then also number three was a spot that I was going to put your number three in, but yeah. I like the X wing so much that I had to throw it in there. And then in doing so, I completely left out your number three, even though it should be on the list somewhere. That's okay. It's I okay. went from I went from one down, and then I went from ten, and I'm like, it's got to fit in here somewhere. And it's not it just, here. It's not there. It's on the cutting room floor somewhere. Yep. And then I went that this way, and he went that way, and I said, where'd he go? And he said, where'd who go? And then before you know it, it was left off. So who's go ahead on second? Use, I don't know. Who's on Third second? base. So, yeah, we have, for me, uh, one of the most iconic Star Wars ships, which is uh, Boba Fett. Uh, well, I guess it was Jango's until it was bequeathed upon his son, Boba. Uh, Slave One, right? Uh, famous for uh, tracking down Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon. Uh, and also famous for just being kind of a cool-looking and op- operating ship, right? It kind of lays on its belly to, yep. to kind of load up, and then when it goes up, it kind of sits up straight and, and flies kind of like like it's a face kind of flying through the world. Rob's getting a call. Who's I'm calling, Rob? Call. Is this someone from getting... Taco Supreme? I know. Uh, it's a FaceTime from my wife. Oh, does she want to be on the show? She does want to be on the show. <laughs> I doubt it very much. I got to tell you. <laughs> I doubt it as well. Oh, boy. Well, Slave 1, right? So, number one, it's cool looking. Number two, it's got some pretty cool arsenal, right? It's got those seismic charges that, like, in episode two just made the coolest noises ever. And if you saw it in the theater with, like, the the crazy uh, surround sound, it was just pretty excellent. It was very excellent. Um, And and it's just, it's Boba Fett's ship, and I think that automatically ups the cool factor, especially if you played Shadows of the Empire for N64 and you got to fight the thing. Uh, Aces. Perfect. I Slave couldn't one. see a better number three than either of those two. All right, number two. Number two. Whoa. We agree. We sure do. Look at that. The Death Star. The Death Star. I mean, do we need come to say anything now. else? Like it's it's a giant ball that destroys larger giant balls. Yes. Like its whole purpose is to destroy not ships but planets. Just yeah. destroy the whole planet. Just just picture that for a second. Everyone you know and love, everyone you've ever seen or met or heard or smelled or licked or talked to, every person ever just like that because Gone. some some dude in a respirator decided the girl <laughs> with the hair buns wasn't talking fast enough. That's right. So because of that, destroyed her home planet. Gone. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the most... I, I've always thought the Death Star was cool because how could you not? And, you know, I think probably the most coveted Lego item might be the Lego Death Star, if not the, you know, maybe our number one. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I think the, the the thing that sealed it for me with it was you, you never really you always see it as this this point in space you know it's just a big ball floating in space, but then they like talk about it going into hyperdrive and you're like oh my yep. god this giant ball can can move and then you see that shot of it in Rogue One coming up over the horizon, at the very end of the movie and you're like oh boy things you're are like, about oh. to go bad yep things are gonna go bad real fast yeah and so it's it's just it's the coolest. It's I agree. 100%. It's the second coolest, second coolest, only to the coolest vehicle of all time for any space opera ever. Sorry, I'm I drum rolling, you, but I have you to are click. drum rolling. I have to click. click oh, gosh, time. here we go. There it oh, is. There it is. And it doesn't say number one because it doesn't need to say number one because it's it the Millennium Falcon. That's right. Uh, and it 
I I'm going to get go ahead and bet that it would show up at the top of most people's number uh, top ten list, if not in the top three for sure. Um, I mean, me and my wife have the thing tattooed on our bodies. I mean, and you don't have many ships tattooed on your body, but you have the uh, Millennium. It Falcon. is in fact the only ship I have tattooed on my body. There you go. So there you go. So I mean, it's there's. I mean, I don't know how much of this is just confirmation bias of us having a a personal feeling of attachment to the ship. Uh, but it's just done so many cool things and that yep. have just been made cooler by the addition of solo with, and, uh, and we've talked in the past about, uh, L three, three, seven, right. Her being yeah, uploaded her, into the mainframe. Yep. Her brain is now what travels and gets him all the way through the Kessel run in under 12, 12 parsecs. If you round right. down, if you round down, that's right. So, um, and it, it, it just, it's really cool. And it's, it's kind of a, you know, we, we talk about the silly thing of, Han, oh, you're alone? Solo. That was like <laughs> such a silly thing. But the addition of this is kind of clever because, you know, when we hear them talk about the Falcon and talk about, oh, you got this and she 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 can handle this. And it's like, well, before it was, oh, you know, kind of like a silly like dude talks about his car like like she's a girl thing. But now it's no, it's L3's memory core is uploaded. This is literally this droid that this droid is has now... a personality and mm-hmm. used to like walk and talk and lead droid rebellions. <laughs> she sure did. Yeah. She was leading a rebellion of her own. That's yeah. for sure. So, uh, yep. So there we go. That's our top 10. And top 10 Star Wars vehicles. I think most you. of you would agree that one and two are the Falcon and the Death Star. I would have. And to, if you disagree, so. go ahead and comment down below. Down here. You have to comment down, there. down here and tell down us here. what you think. Or else That's send right. us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Or on our Twitter at banthamilk. That's right. Or, or on our Instagram and Facebook at Banthamilk Podcast. That's right. So any one of those, you can comment and send us information. So now, the second big important thing that we have going on here, Nick is going to give us a review of a new game that just came out yeah. by EA called EA... Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah, and you know if you're a, if you're a gamer, you know that those two letters before a game EA should give you pause for anything. So uh, I'm actually pleasantly surprised with this one. I've been having a good time. Now I I, I haven't played in a couple of days because we've just been kind of crazy. But uh, Star Wars Squadrons is a great game. Um, I've I've heard some people uh, give it some mixed reviews, and I think it definitely it, it fits the niche for a certain thing. You have to want a certain thing. Um, but let's talk about it really quickly. If you were a fan of, you know, uh, the Rogue Squadron series on N64, which included, uh, what was it? Uh, on There was a GameCube version of it as well. There was Rogue Squadron for N64 and then something else. For I, didn't, I didn't have N64 or GameCube. Oh, so. see, I was a Nintendo kid, so that's what yeah. I did. Uh, but there was also the X-Wing versus TIE Fighter series for PC, which I played as a kid. And I remember when I was a kid, my dad got the joystick. Right, so I felt like such a cool guy on my, oh, my nice. stick flying around in a Tie Fighter, um, but this really does capture a lot of that, a lot of that uh, in there. Right, so there's a, a couple things about Star Wars Squadrons that we can talk about. Number one, it is most mostly for the multiplayer uh, gamer. There is a story mode. The story mode's pretty interesting. I've made it through a little bit of it so far, um, but it is mostly a multiplayer game. You're probably gonna get uh, six max eight hours out of the story mode. Um, the story mode kind of starts, uh, before the bat, uh, right after Alderaan has been destroyed. Um, and you, you play the part of, uh, a, a tie, you, you play both a tie fighter or, uh, you know, someone from the empire and someone from the Republic, you kind of dance in both sides. Um, but it starts just before the, or just after Alderaan is blown up. And then it kind of fast forwards into after the battle of Endor, 
Um, so you're getting kind of a different, interesting uh, view of what happens during all these sort of things. And you do it as a star pilot. Um, now, the multiplayer, right? So there's a couple things that go along with the multiplayer. Uh, first of all, there's dogfights, which is like your traditional, you know, five versus five, fly around, shooting at each other, uh, deathmatch, first to 30 wins. Um, and I'll tell you, from what I have garnered from this so far, teamwork is absolutely the most important thing that I've gotten in this. If you're one of the, if you get tunnel vision, you just start flying around shooting things, you're going to get annihilated. But if you're using headphones or something, talking to friends and playing, it becomes much easier when you have tactics. Um, that especially becomes a big thing in fleet battles. Fleet battles is the second multiplayer mode that they've released. Uh, and it's, it's a lot like the dog fights, but on a larger scale, they have five versus five humans. Uh, but then they also give you a bunch of different AI star fighters to kill you. And there's this morale system. Uh, the more kills you get, the higher morale gets, uh, the higher morale gets, the more progressive you get in the fight. So you get to a certain point in the morale, um, you get to start uh, attacking their light cruisers. Uh, you know, you move in, in the battle, you attack their larger light cruisers, uh, until, they either repel you and your morale falls or else your morale grows and you get to then push onto their star cruisers, the the Death Star, or not the Death Star, the Star Destroyers, uh, if you're fighting against the Empire or the, uh, you know, the, like the Radis, the uh, MC, what is it, uh, MC-85s. Um, and destroying one of those fighters wins you the game. Um, and it's really cool, you know, each of those big fighters, you can destroy the subsystems, you find the shield system, you can disable it, you can disable their targeting system if you know where it is. Um, and so again, it's just very interesting tactical gameplay. Uh, but again, you really have to get used to the controls. They're, they're tough to get used to. Um, and it is a true flight simulator. So it's, it, they're really trying to bring some realism into it. Uh, there's a, there's three different subsystems that you, you have control over. There's shields, there's weapons, and there's, um, engines, uh, and you can control how much power goes to each at any given time. So let's say you're you're far away from a, a buddy who needs help, and you need to you need a boost to the engines. You can shift all power to your engines and give yourself a boost. Uh, and then you know once you get there, switch all your powers to your to your guns just to help him blow the guy out of the sky. Um, which is just so it makes you feel so cool. It makes you feel yeah. like you're Luke. Uh, in a battle, uh, you know, switch, switch all, switch all your, uh, and, and the shields too. You can switch your, your, your power to the shields and then switch to front shields or back shields. So you, you're going down on like a trench run and you switch all your power to the front shields and you just kind of feel like you're in the moment. It's the most cinematic video game I've played. And unfortunately for us in the Bantha milk budget, we have not scheduled the money <laughs> for the Oculus, Oculus Rift. Um, because I have heard in virtual reality, it is the most immersive VR game there is. Um, that's that's what I was going to add to to your review was you're playing with just your traditional joystick or you know handheld controller. controller right. Your controller. They have uh, full flight simulator joysticks and all that stuff that you can use with it as well. And then on top of it, even the Oculus or even on Sony VR. Yeah, the, the PlayStation the, VR. The PlayStation mm -hmm. VR. You can get the PlayStation VR also. And with the joystick, with the VR, I heard it's like it takes completely takes you there and takes you out of this world. And it's like you start to f like rock as you're going around and stuff like that. So, yeah. So if we can find the money in the Bantha Milk budget to uh, buy that, we will do that. Uh, 
I know it's going for forty dollars, which is cheap. Yeah, compared that's to a normal most most AAA games coming out today are sixty dollars full price. Uh, it does worry me a little. I'm worried about the development cycle for this game because when you have a game that's mostly multiplayer, you hope that they're going to put developments in. You hope they're going to put new game modes, maybe unlockable ships. Um, but and I'm, I, I haven't I'm heard pretty about sure that I heard that they said they're not adding yeah. much to it. And also, which is which is kind of a bummer because when you like. For example, for for any for people who might play games like this, oh, I play Overwatch. Uh, I bought Overwatch for uh, PlayStation for forty dollars five years ago, probably. I lived in Louisiana. Um, since then, on that forty dollars, they have released. They have events every month or two. They have like special events. They have skins they've added. They've added new maps. They've added new game modes. Like you know that that's that's what I would expect out of a game. You know, sure. I, I am worried with EA. I, I don't know that we're going to see that, especially with PS5 coming up. I think this was just a, hey, this is going to be a, a really beautiful launch title for PS5, but let's also launch it for PS4 because some people aren't going to have the money to buy it yet. Sure. And on that note, when I was in Walmart the other day, at this point in time, I don't know how long the sale ends, but thirty three eighty eight or something like that. So you can get it for even $7 cheaper if you go to Walmart. Wow. Yeah. Free ad for Walmart right there. Boom. Because wow. um, if there's one thing that Walmart needs, it's publicity. It's free advertising. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you definitely need that. So, yeah, so it looks like a totally awesome game. You you enjoyed it a lot. It's a um, good time. There's there's a bunch of different uh, – there's, there's eight different um, – uh, vehicles you can use so far for the uh for the empire you have the tie the standard tie fighter your tie interceptor which is a little faster and more agile your tie bomber uh which obviously is the bomber class and then the tie reaper which i had never heard of before uh but it's it's kind of a specialist support class that can restock your uh your uh, allies give them you know more missiles give them more armor and then for the uh the new republic you have the x-wing Obviously, the Y-Wing, which is their bomber, the A-Wing, which is kind of their, their more advanced, faster craft, and then the U-Wing, which is like their TIE Reaper. Um, so, uh, it'd be great if we learned that there were some unlockables. I mean, in in like uh, the Rogue Squadron games, you could unlock the Millennium Falcon, and you could unlock uh, you know a lot of different interesting stuff. So, I would sure. hope they wouldn't drop the ball and miss an opportunity like that for this game. But... So exactly. far, the the play and the the actual gameplay of it is a good time. It's just a little uh, play the story mode. If you get it, you got to play the story mode. Uh, it they do like ha- hold your hand and try and teach you all the different. You know, they teach you. There's a there's a, a way you can drift and that helps you to turn quicker uh, and stuff like that. So they do kind of give you the basics of flight in there. Awesome. Yeah. Great well, game. very Check good. Great great review. Great game. From what I've seen, it looks totally awesome. I just haven't gotten around to buying it yet. Uh, but, yeah, so that's the review of Star Wars Squadrons. Check it out on Check PlayStation out. 5 and Xbox 360. Not 360, Xbox One, right? And I think it's on PC. Yeah. So while Nick was buying that, I bought a different game, which was an add-on to The Sims. So also by I can't EA. believe The Sims is still around, man. I was playing The Sims in high school. Oh, yeah, The Sims has been around forever. So this is the fourth generation of The Sims. Um, and uh, what they've done now is they keep adding on these extra packs and different things. My daughter just bought a whole other set of packs for, for the game. Um, so you can keep buying different things to make your Sims have more fun and all that stuff. And uh, this was a Star Wars Batu pack, which Batu, for those of you that don't know, 
is Star Wars Land in Disney World and Disneyland. So it's a whole separate thing. You go there, you go to Batu, you do some missions in Batu. You can earn uh, credits and money and things, and you can buy stuff in Batu, and then you can bring it back to your Sims house, and you can uh, add all these cool Star Wars things to your Sims house. Now, a friend of ours from the show The Supreme Resort named Dan is yeah. a huge Sims fan. He plays The Sims all the time, and he learns how to break The Sims. So what we're going to do now, Dan, Dan and I talked for about an hour, and I broke it down to about 15 minutes. Uh, but this is a 15-minute clip of Dan breaking The Sims. And uh, so we'll listen to that. It was supposed to be about how Dan plays in Batu, and then find out real quickly that Dan doesn't like Batu at all. Yeah, he, he, he does. He, he seems to... He, I know he mentions the linear kind of goal-based thing, and I, I understand The Sims is not really a goal-based game. It's more yeah. of a sandbox. Um, a sandbox with a lot of cocaine in it, apparently. I was a little, Apparently, you can add a lot of cocaine into it. I was yes. a little taken aback by that, but all right. That's interesting. All right, so let's go to that interview with Dan, and then uh, when we come back, we'll talk about my feelings of Batu. <laughs> but yes, I'm also from something called uh, Taco Supreme. Taco Supreme, one of our favorite shows right. on the Ears Up Network. And Scraping the Vault. Scraping vault. the Vault, yes. Vault. Vault. <sighs> Yes. Easy for you to say. It's very easy. It's easier than banter, Beskar, and Bantam Milk, that's for sure. Yeah, I just call it the Star Wars Land show because that's what it's about, right? You made that, a whole podcast about Star Wars Land about at Disneyland? S- at Disneyland, yes. Okay. We, and we go there from New Jersey. We fly there every weekend. Yep. Don't We're, you think it's great that uh, Bob Iger made up this entirely new, rich story for uh, the Disney parks exclusively? Yes, this whole everything, you know, Bob Iger's amazing. What can I say? He's fantastic. He's and fantastic. He came, up, came up with this mythology around this Mandalorian. Ma- he came show. up with Mandalorian. He came yeah. up with Batu. He's he's in, the guy's, involved. The in guy's everything. amazing. He's a he genius. <laughs> so since we're talking about Star Wars land, let's talk about why you're actually here, Dan. That's uh, right. <laughs> so there's a, a game called The Sims Four. Mm-hmm. It's the fourth installment. When Sims Five coming out? Anytime soon? I hope I'm not. working on it. Okay, um, should be out uh, at the same time the vaccine comes out. So November. <laughs> okay, but until then, mm-hmm. you have this update or this what do they call it? A patch? A game patch? Well, okay. So the Sims. I've been playing the Sims since the original Sims, and it's gone through a ton of changes. Some are most of them good some of them bad um they have figured out that we just want to give them money much like <laughs> a certain uh company that may or may not have released star wars land um so they uh they come up with a you know an update to the full game every once in a while but then they also come up with an expansion pack which is like a huge they introduce new like game operations and then they have something lesser than that called a game pack, which is what the Star Wars Batu Galaxy's Edge thing is. Okay. And then they have another thing that's a little bit less involved called a stuff pack, which is just stuff. Okay. Um, however, having played this game for a while, they aren't... Sometimes the expansion packs seem like a stuff pack, and the, sometimes the stuff pack seems like an expansion pack. 
this one is right in the middle and it feels to me like a stuff pack but okay yeah <laughs> uh, no you, you said that you hadn't played the sims before before this so i played i played sims years ago i played like okay. the first first maybe two or three maybe two versions of the sims uh, I played Sim City when that first came out. I thought it was the most amazing game ever. Oh, Sim um, City's fantastic. Yeah. So I was when they came out with the Sims, I was like all on board. Especially when you found out that you could put the Sims that you created into Sim City. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's really cool. But then your person basically just got lost in this giant city. So it was. Whatever. Yeah, they kind of gave up on that. It's a, it was yeah. a good idea, but they didn't really go anywhere. No, uh, no. It, I mean, when you're when your city has thousands of people and then you put one person into it, it kind of gets lost anyway. So, um, right. but my kids are huge fans of Sims city four. Oh, so, okay. It's Sims, right? Not Sims. City. Uh, Sims. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sims four. Yes. So when this expansion pack came out, like they were always buying, um, all the different packs that you were talking about, uh, like the different levels of packs, the stuff pack, the items pack and all that stuff. So they were constantly buying upgrades for their Sims. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when this one came out, I was like, Oh, all of us can bond over this game. And I don't know, for whatever reason, my son played it a little bit, but since going to Batu is so much different, like you're just, you're doing missions and stuff over there. Um, They kind of lost interest because you have to I, I, so if you go to Batu, there's all kinds of missions and things to do there and then yeah. I, I from what i understand when you complete those missions and stuff you'll be able to bring stuff back into your sims regular land is that correct i that sounds right i so people play sims in different ways i like to play for just complete destruction and horrible <laughs> things that like <laughs> um there, but from what I understand, yeah, you, it's um, the Sims in general are more like open ended. You can kind of you can do whatever. Um, there's a bunch of cheats that you can use to like extend life indefinitely and have unlimited money and everything. Um, so it's very much a sandbox sort of thing. However, Disney doesn't really like sandboxy stuff. Um, so I think the idea with this one is it's very mission based yes and that's weird to me because that's not sims it feels to me like um there was a game for nes back when nes was making games uh it was a magic kingdom game that i can't think of the name of you would think i'd look it up or something but no. eh, um where you go around the magic kingdom and you solve these like weird social uh problems for mickey mouse okay <laughs> you're like here's a star piece give it to goofy and then you go find goofy you're like here's a star piece like great here's a peanut butter sandwich give it to give it to dumbo and then you, you're just wandering around the park aimlessly you're, you're just doing chores for these yeah. characters <laughs> so this game feels a lot like that and um i don't know what like i'm curious as someone who had never really played the sims like, yeah Coming at it from that point of view, is that fun to you? <laughs> so, so that's that's what I was thinking as well as I'm playing it. So, I'm I've been playing uh, this other very old game. I have I have the, the CD of it right behind me. Here. Nice. Uh, and you can tell it's old because the case oh, is cracked and yeah. everything. 
That's good. Old, good. Good old Star Wars Galaxies from. And Bob Iger made that, right? I think he did. Yes. Okay. It, it was, and then he made the update, which everybody hated, and that's why people stopped playing it. Right. But uh, but it was a great sandbox MMO game. Um, and now there's all these people who made their own servers of it now, so you can play it again now. Um, that sounds actually fun. <laughs> it's it it's totally fun. So. If you're interested, let me know. I'll get you into the server that we're in. My friend Tom and I, who's been on the show, he and I play it for hours on end um, every night. So it's amazing to me. Nice. Um, and we were talking just the other day about how we hate on some of the planets. Like It's got nighttime and daytime. And at nighttime on some of the planets, it's so dark that you can barely see anything. And we're like... <laughs> We're like, why are you making some things real world, like day and night, but yet you don't make other things real world, like having to sleep or go to the bathroom or anything right, like that? Right, And then that's where The Sims fits into this, where you have all these missions, but you're trying to get through all these missions, and then you have to stop so that you can eat something, and you have to stop so that you can sleep and go to the bathroom. But you and, don't have to, and do you know about this? No. Okay, so um, there's a ton that you can do with cheats out there. Okay, and that's I I've never played The Sims without cheats, and if I if I had, I would hate this game. So here, I set up first of all, I set up at home with uh, George Lucas. Okay, uh, Pat Sajak. <laughs> Pat Sajak. There's Pat, and, that, and then that's Breck Eisner. Nice. So I've enabled cheats. If you see up here. If you go, if you go back, you can see testing cheats on yep. right there. Okay. Yes. Uh, they have a cheat. Um, hmm. They have one called Wicked Whims, which I had to disable before making these videos, and you can probably guess what happens <laughs> with those. This is a giant transport thing that isn't going to fit anywhere on the property. Okay. So I hit another cheat. Uh, <laughs> move objects on. These are all. I mean, if anyone's sitting there, like m taking notes or whatever, you can. It's all. It's online. Like it's. It's why it's not a secret. Sure. So I put the move objects on cheat, and now there's a giant transport on top of their house. on top of the house. They now have a giant <laughs> ship on top of the house. Right. So those of you that are listening on the podcast right now, you got to check out the YouTube channel because he just put a giant transport ship on top of your house. Right. And if there's anything you need on your house, it's definitely a giant, giant transport, transport ship on top. Tran yeah. yeah. Transport yeah. ship. Transport. Yeah. Thank you. So it's funny where you're in the Sims real world right now. I skipped this entirely. I created oh. my character and I immediately just went to Batu. Oh yeah. No. This is this is where the fun stuff happens. And there's you'll see there's more. There's this. <laughs> So you can buy, I'm buying a rifle. Oh, nice. That's a flamethrower. <laughs> you need one of those. Right. Zombie cures. Uh, gas. You can kind of see where this is going. Sure, yeah. Now, I'm just showing the violent things. Okay. <laughs> so I found the cocaine. Oh, big I'm bags of cocaine. several too. huge bags of cocaine yes. for this family. <laughs> That's like, like 30 kilos of cocaine right oh, there. Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> nuts. Uh, and then George Lucas is... <laughs> he's going to the bathroom somewhere. There he goes. You can see him in the back. I think he's going to throw up because of the ayahuasca. No, he's just going to the bathroom. He's just going to the bathroom. And I like uh, Pat Sajak's 
whole skin and everything now. It's very it, impressive. It, yeah, it's just it's just full on. Um, it's uh, Nemesis from yeah. whatever that game is. Can you can um, cheat up all your skills so that basically you can play this game without any like skill or try if you just know that there's, there's a cheat out there for it. Like the cannibalism mod, it's just funny. It is funny. All those things, <laughs> the, the zombie, the cannibalism, the gangs, all that stuff. That You know, when you're bored and you want to uh, just destroy people's lives, it seems like it's a lot of fun to do. It's 2020. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. That, that was that was an exa- example of what 2020 actually looks like right now, I think. Right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so as a Star Wars fan, did you find it satisfying at all? Because I know as a Sims fan, I don't care for the expansion pack. Um, so as a Star Wars fan, I thought it was cool. I wanted to ask you, Peace, you've been to the new Galaxy's Edge, right? Mm-hmm. Have you been? Yes. So we were going to go this summer. But obviously, we didn't make it there. Um, so I have yet to actually go into the real Galaxy's Edge. So is the Batu game almost identical to when you're walking around Galaxy's Edge? Or the is layout it... is very similar. Yeah, okay. it's, it's it's as similar as you could reasonably expect it to be. You you're not a fan of the Batu pack because you like to do all this extra stuff with the Sims, right? It's it's too guided for me. I. I... I don't like the structure. I, 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 I don't know who it's made for, but I, I'm not that person. Yeah, like I said earlier, it's weird to me because it's, it's like a, it's a structured game. It's a very structured game. You have yeah. to do missions to level up. Now, I'm sure you could turn on all the cheats where you get all your levels. Oh, totally, yeah. fully up. So you really don't need to do the the missions if you don't want to at that point. You know, being a Star Wars podcast, the the Batu Batu part was the part that I was more interested in, right? Um, and then you were able to with the patches, you were able to bring. I saw you you brought the land speeder and and the giant ship and everything. Now, yeah, and I have can, some Batu. Um, so now they're in Batu. Pat Sajak is without a head because again, the game doesn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> so I'm just gonna send him home because go home, Pat. Say, Jack, you don't have a head because he tried to he tried to bite George Lucas. Yes. Um. So I was actually really upset, but I I find it somewhat charming that they don't allow certain things to happen in that okay so you it's it's really scaled the absurdity is really scaled down but like um george lucas induces panic about this um this bench oh the way he runs is great (laughs) with his arms down (laughs) (laughs) i i i feel like the game knows that that's supposed to be george lucas and they're like it's probably how he runs we're gonna make him awkward this right. is how George Lucas would run. Exactly. I'm going to turn the Stormtrooper into a zombie. Because you can. I didn't add all these things in. I was just playing straight up right. uh, what did they, vanilla vanilla Sims. <laughs> yeah. um, You're playing like a square, man. I was. I was totally <laughs> playing like a square. Um, <laughs> I was doing missions. I was, you know following the rules man don't, don't do the the work the game's trying to make you do <laughs> bro you on the other hand were like 
forget this. You're going to do the most ridiculous things ever. Oh, yeah. Um, Immediately, I'm like, how can I break this? <laughs> how can I break the game? And I'm like, oh, let's see if I can get my guy to level up the real way. So I'm sitting here playing for like three hours to get him to like level three. <laughs> You're like, click, 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 boom, level 10, all done. Yep. And I'm like, wizard. Ah, wizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. It was a, It's a fun review of how to destroy Sims. So, well, thanks, Dan, for stopping by. Thanks for having me. And uh, and back to our regularly scheduled programming, I guess. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Wow, look, look at, at that. that. That was great. That was great. That Rob. was wonderful. No, um, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, so it, I no, I've just by watching this again. I I, I like. I'm a I'm a video game guy. I like right. video games, and I haven't played a Sims since The Sims Three, which has been a while now, I guess. Uh, and even that was on my phone. Uh, but I played like I remember the Sims, like the original Sims I was playing in high school. But I got the itch when I saw that. I was like, "Ooh, there's Star Wars in the Sims." Yeah. So I, I could, I could get. So down here's with that. here's the deal: The Sims, as Dan talks about, big open world concept. You just do whatever you're. You want to send them to work, you send them to work. Or in Dan's case, you find all these mods and these downloads, and you download and break the game, and you put download on top of download and mod on top of mod, and then you have all kinds of demented, disgusting things going on. Which makes it even more fun because it makes it a completely different game. And exactly. then the Batu portion of it is fun because you get to walk around Batu, you get to go into the different shops, you get to see everything that would be in Star Wars Land. And as Dan said, he did go to Star Wars Land and the layout is very close to Batu. Me personally, I liked Batu because I haven't been there. So I like doing the missions and stuff like that. But as a Sims game, it is weird having missions and jobs and all these things that you have to do and then getting right. distracted because your Sim then has to go to the bathroom while you're in the middle of trying to do this mission. And then he gets distracted and he runs off and he's trying to talk to somebody. So it it's weird because it's it's like a mix. It's Sims wants to do this. The Batu patch wants to do this. And they tried to get them to go together, and it doesn't really flow. I guess is the word. Yeah, but I, I think I think uh, movie companies and and Disney in particular is getting more hip to the fact that their target demographic is is getting advertised to different yeah. ways. Like they, I mean, with Marvel and with Star, the new Star Wars movies coming out, and, and the amount of in video game stuff they did in Fortnite. You know they they did they did events in Fortnite. They did whole trailer releases in in game oh, yeah. in Fortnite. It, song um, releases. Uh, musicians did whole like concert and songs and stuff like that in Fortnite. Yeah, so they're realizing. I mean, the target demographic has always been younger kids, and they're realizing that more and more younger kids are playing these video games. Um, and so they're. I mean, they're they're using that to their advantage. I don't play. No, I don't not at all. For it. So, if you. Haven't been to Star Wars Land or Disney World or Disneyland, and especially now that Disneyland is closed, uh, and you want to walk around Star Wars Land, Batu, and check it out, then this is a great thing to do because you can see what it looks like. You can see how cool it is. You can see what Star Wars Land would look like if you were there. Uh, if you're a Sims fan and just like the fact that Sims is an open-world sandbox, you're probably not going to enjoy it that much. Uh, but if you're just a game player and you just want to play a Star Wars game that you haven't played, this patch is only 20 bucks. 
Um, so if you already have The Sims 4 laying around and maybe you stop playing it for a while and you want to play something Star Wars and you don't want to spend $33 or $40 or $70, you only want to drop 20 bucks on it, go ahead and pick it up because it's pretty cool. That's right. And, you know, we've got uh, – I don't know that we have any confer- a lot of confirmed things coming up our way, but as far, as far as Star Wars video games go, we've got definitely Lego Star Wars, the complete saga coming out. Uh, pretty soon, and that's great for uh, for all y'all casual gamers who aren't, you know, gr- really people who necessarily consider yourself good at video games. It's something my wife can't even play with me. Um, uh, we also have, uh, I, there's, I'm almost positive we're going to get a, a, a sequel to The Jedi Fallen Order. That one was a huge yeah. hit. Uh, it's considered one of, like, the generation this generation's best video games. Um, so we'll probably get one of those as well. Um, so, yeah, there's... There's a lot of I feel like there's been a lot of missed opportunity with Star Wars video games, and I'm hoping now that video games are a little more mainstream, we might start seeing a little better. So we'll, we'll see what, what happens. happens. So there we go. So that's it. That's two video game reviews, the top ten about about uh, vehicles, and a little bit of Star Wars news mixed in there. So all for the second yes, time. All second time around. So second time I think we should do this one more time and we'll we'll have a nice nice tight show okay this was it yeah this was it so you you didn't want me to hit record don't record yeah this was we'll just okay i I figured this was our dress rehearsal we're just going to start at 10 o'clock tonight we'll just do it one more time and have a great a great 30 minute set (laughs) (laughs) sounds great all right well uh you know where to find us we're on the social meds we're at uh instagram uh we're on facebook both at bantha milk podcast we're on instagram at bantha milk uh, you can email us at banthamilkpodcast at gmail.com. Check our website. Yes, yes, indeed, banthamilkpodcast.com, where you can uh, check out our friends also over at the Ears Up yep. Network. Um, uh, we have a good time chatting with you. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at banthamilkpodcast at gmail.com and give us some drink recipes because I finished my glass of whiskey and none of you have given me any Star Wars whiskey That's drinks right. yet. That's right, we need one. So so fill That's my glass. Right. Um, send us some... some uh, Stuff you want to hear from us, uh, and I'm <laughs> that's about so it. I'm gonna put up also uh, a video, the 52 minute video of Dan breaking The Sims, and I'm gonna that's put right. that on our YouTube page also called Dan Breaks The Sims, and we'll see if that gets more hits than our normal podcast does. And if it does, I think we have to retire. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I think that's fair. So. Don't don't let Please us down. Please don't let folks. us down. Please like, subscribe, <laughs> and smash the the comment below, smash down below, all that all stuff. All right, go ahead, That's Nick. Right. Take us out of here. From all of us here at Bantha Milk Headquarters, we have spoken. We have spoken.